Yeah. Uh, it is awesome being a Hope Partner, and um, one of the things that Hope Partners get to do here at Door of Hope is participate in big decisions um, that affect the entire church and sometimes even the future of our church. And um, So, uh, for instance, one of the things that the Hope Partners will probably get to be a part of in the next the next run, the next 12 months, is actually being involved in our uh, elections around our, our new senior leader. Um, so something like that is incredibly important, as you would know, and we would want to give anyone who calls Door of Hope their home church uh, and is committed to our vision and mission as a church, um, we would want to give them the opportunity to participate in that process, and, and that means we would love you to become a Hope Partner. Um, so, uh, again, as always, QR code in front of you. You can scan that, and um, there's more information there if you want it, or you can just sign up straight away. It'd be great to have you. All right, speaking of partnership, we are continuing our series tonight called The Guy-Girl Dilemma, and a couple of people have asked me why guy comes before girl in this promo. And I just say, well, probably because um, guys have caused most of the dilemma. <laughs> um, so uh, they're the biggest dilemma, I reckon. So anyway, um, we're going to continue this conversation. Uh, and if you've been traveling with us over the last couple of weeks, um, we've had uh, Christoph and Stacey Ox join us over the last couple of weeks. And Christoph talked about um, what should this partnership between uh, males and females, what was that meant to look like in the first place? Uh, what, how did God design that? What, what did God design that to look like? Uh, and then now that we've got a, a basic understanding of what it was meant to look like, then Stacey um, explained, well, what all went wrong? Because <laughs> clearly right now in our world and in our day and age, it, it doesn't always look perfect. In fact, probably more, than, more often than not, it looks very imperfect. Um, so what, what went wrong and what has continued to go wrong throughout the years? Um, and what we wanted to do tonight is have a discussion about, practically speaking, what can we do, each of us, um, to be better partners of others? And whether that's um, in a, a romantic relationship or like a marriage, or, or whether that's uh, a partnership with um, the opposite sex in, in work or at school or in friendships or in other family environments, whatever that looks like. What are some things that we can each do practically um, that we've learned along the way um, to help us be better partners? Uh, and then next week, to wrap up the series, we're actually going to have something that we've never done before, and that is we're actually going to break up guys and girls into different rooms, uh, and we're going to actually have a panel discussion um, of all guys and all girls in the two different rooms, um, and be able to dig into these issues maybe in a little bit more detail, maybe that um, a little bit more uh, comfortable for um, the individual um, sexes to kind of identify with, and, and maybe um, an opportunity for some Q&A as well. Um, so that's next week. And um, we would encourage everyone to be here. It's going to be really cool. Uh, it's gonna be, we've got some amazing people on our panels. Um, and I would just say as well, it's not... It's not like it's uh, the sex talk, if that makes sense. Um, so, you know, you don't have to kind of be awkward about it, but it may broach into some of those um, subjects. Um, so if you're a parent of young kids and, and you're not really sure or whatever, um, just be aware that that's what we're doing next week and you can make that call for yourself whether you decide to come. We're not going to go into lots of gory details or anything like that, but we don't really know where we're going to go, so we'll see. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, I'll invite our panel up for tonight. We're going to have a couch conversation, a discussion, 
with some friends. So I'd invite uh, Winnie and Tim and Christy and Ollie and my wife, Chantelle, to come and join us on the couch. Yeah. Oh, these couches sink right down. That's good. Get comfy, guys. Wow. <laughs> Not that comfy. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, um, by way of um, starting off our conversation tonight, um, we're just going to uh, chat, and then these guys are kind of going to observe. So just forget that they're even here. You know, this is a, just a small group discussion. We're just chatting. Uh, and it just happens to be um, hundreds of people watching us in person and online at the same time. Um, but we uh, wanted to chat about how to be a better partner uh, in life, um, and particularly with regards to the, um, the opposite sex. Uh, but by way of introduction, how about we... I'd love to know um, a bit more about your situation, um, whether, uh, what that is, and also... And also the context that you've come from is really important as well when we talk about this. So um, Will might start with Winnie um, and Tim, um, naturally, um, talk about, uh, give us an idea of um, how long you've been married for, how long you've been together, uh, what did it look like to begin with, um, and maybe then um, what was the family that you were used to growing up and what context did you come from? Well, um, t- this is my husband, he's Tim. Uh, I'm Winnie. Uh, we've been married for 20 years. We dated for about two years before we were married, but one and a half years of that was long distance. We got together, got engaged, got married. Um, <laughs> where um, my, I came from, Mal- I'm, I'm from Malaysia. My family, I, my parents have a loving marriage. Um, when I say loving, they love each other in their way. They're very loud, they're very screamy, and they're very, but they are amazing. They can't do without each other. And um, my mom is in no way the subservient Asian wife. Um, <laughs> it's definitely equal partnership there. Um, yeah, I grew up in a, a, a family with three children. Okay. Um, where I came from, I come from all the way down in Hobart. Um, we love them too. <laughs> well, you have to. <laughs> uh, my family, we came, uh, let's see, my dad was very much the uh, worker of the family. He goes out, earns the, earns the wage. Uh, my mum was a stay-at-home mum, um, so very much that sort of stereotype. Uh, I also came from a family with three children, and we are now a family of three children. Tim never had to do any housework. His mum did everything for him and changed his sheets every week. It's incredible. He would play computer games in the basement, and his mum would bring trays of food to him at meal times. (laughs) I'd also be with my friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, my my mum would come down with a whole cake and just put it there. Uh, every time we met, met up. Um, so, yes, very, very privileged. But uh, as for the loudness in the family, my family was very quiet. So, uh, yeah, my mum would, uh, would not shout at us at all. My dad, uh, the loudest he would get would be when slamming doors. But <laughs> no, no actual shouting. 
Um, uh, Oliver, I forgot my name for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Oliver, yeah, I was, I was born in Africa, um, eldest of seven kids, um, and so a uh, very big extended family. We lived in probably three generations all live in one house, so you can imagine we're always in each other's business. And, and yeah, so I grew, yeah, so single, um, single mom, yeah, in that as well, so, yeah. And you are married as well. Oh, yes, I am married. <laughs> uh, not to yeah. Christy. No. Not, not to Christy, but my wife, Alicia, is just, yeah. just there, <laughs> just sitting there. Yeah. Um, I'm Christy, I'm not married to Oliver. Actually, my husband's on a, getting on a plane from Madrid to come home, Ooh, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a single parent family from the age of nine. My dad died when I was nine, so um, most of my childhood was just with a mum and another brother. My brother Ben was younger than me. Um, not this Ben. Not this Ben. <laughs> no, another Ben. Uh, Danny and I have been married for 24 years, and um, we started dating when I was 18, got married when we were 20. And yeah, it's been good. And we have three children. Yeah. Um, I'm Chantelle, married to Ben. We've been married for nearly 17 years. We dated for three and a half years before we got married. So we've been together now for more than half our lives, which is wild. Um, I grew up with um, mum and dad and a brother and a sister. Um, both my parents were from Dutch migrant families. Um, and so, I don't know, maybe a little bit explosive Dutch classic family. <laughs> Lots of strong passions and opinions. You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> My um, wife is of Dutch heritage, so that's why. Yeah, Ollie's uh, Dutch by marriage. <laughs> um, which has been interesting joining in partnership with Ben, who is not explosive in any way. Um, and likes to ponder things and think things through, so... Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Um, and I'm Ben, of course, and I've uh, been married to Chantelle the same length of time that she's been married to me, um, which is good. And uh, we actually started dating when we were 16 and got married when... got engaged when we were 19 and married when we were 20. So um, I don't want to give any of you any ideas, but that's our situation. Uh, and... Um, Oh, and growing up, of course, yep, uh, many of you know my mum and dad who uh, also attend Door of Hope and are involved here. Uh, so I had, yeah, a mum and dad and a sister and two brothers growing up. I'm the eldest of four. And, uh, yeah, similar to Tim, I suppose, we had a fairly traditional family where my dad worked and my mum stayed home a lot of the time with the kids until we were old enough to be a bit more independent and then she um, was a teacher and had some relief work and that sort of thing as well. Awesome. All right, well, one of the main um, purposes of tonight is to talk about um, partnership and how to be better partners. Uh, and just um, to clarify as well, I, I suppose none of us are the perfect model of partnership. <laughs> uh, we, we're still figuring it out as well, right? Like, we haven't got it all worked out and we're the wise ones and we're sharing our wisdom because we're perfect. It's, it's more like, we, you know, we've got some years under our belt now and some experience and we've had to work um, through things ourselves and learn along the way and, 
And really, um, uh, if you guys can learn from our mistakes uh, or successes, um, then uh, we feel like that's something that could be really helpful for you. And um, they say, you know, don't pay the stupid tax twice. You know, learn from someone else's mistakes so that you don't make the same mistakes. Um, so the first question that I think would be great to talk about would be what does partnership look like in your partnership at the moment? And for each of us, it's in marriage, um, but we can talk about other kinds of partnerships in a moment as well. But uh, for the moment, in your marriage context, what does partnership look like for you? Do you want to go first, Tim? Yeah, sure. Um, for us, yeah, we, we have the view that uh, we make decisions like the big decisions, the big vision for our family together. So at the moment, it's uh, raising kids. It's making sure that they go, uh, they're raised well. Uh, but we have very different ways or different roles within that. So for me, uh, I'm wired to be a servant. Uh, I'm introverted. I hate being up on stage. Um, <laughs> um, while Winnie is raised, well, she has been created by God to be the extrovert and the leader. Uh, well, a leader. Uh, so, yeah, not bossy, just knows what, what to do. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I want to speak into that because um, growing up, my mom always dr drilled into me, even though my dad's very, very loving husband, she always says, you must work, you must earn your own money, you must be independent, you cannot rely on your husband, you cannot depend on your husband and things like that. So growing up, I always had that. But then when I became Christian, somehow I had the idea that I'm going to get married and my husband's going to lead the family and I'm going to raise 24 children at home. I'm going to bake ap apple pies. I'm going <laughs> to... And, um, and, and when we got married, I really struggled because I was clearly the visionary, the leader. I could see what's ahead. And Tim was really great with the routines. So when we had our first baby, um, he was really good with the bathing and the routine stuff while I'm constantly thinking what's next what needs to happen what needs to be planned what needs to be packed and all of that and I struggled someone said to me when Matthew was little people will think that Tim's the mother and you are the father and it really hurt I was like that is the last thing I want because I have this picture perfect thing of my, my husband, you know, I feed 24 kids. And it, I really struggled. And it was a conversation with Dorothy at the time, our minister. At the time, she was um, minister for children. Um, she, uh, she said to me, Winnie, Matthew only has one mom, and that's you. God called you to do this, and it's okay. And it, it took a lot of healing in me and acceptance that that's how we're wired. I came home and I asked him, does it bother you? He's like, no, I'm really happy doing what I'm doing. I'm really happy with what you're doing. And that prepared us because later on we went over to Alpha, um, Alpha Malaysia where I actually became the national director and I was Tim's boss. And, um, but without that, preparation, I would not have been able to accept that. And we had an amazing partnership working in Alpha together. And we made sure he didn't report to me, he reported to someone else, and that someone else reported to me. And But 
We never saw it as your ministry or my ministry. We never compete. We never compare. Well, not after that conversation. Um, but it is our ministry together. This is our family together. Uh, we, my husband and I work together um, at Worldview Centre. So we work together every day. Um, and which is great, we love that. But we also have very much a partnership where we uh, allow each other to do what we're really good at and best at without having to always be involved. So, for example, Danny's been in Spain for the last five weeks leading a mission team, and I uh, go overseas in some of my roles with the mission agency we're working with, um, and I do other things which mean I'm out quite a few nights a week working with boards and things like that. So we do actually both quite intensely, releasing each other to do um, what we're good at, but also working very closely together on our main job. We also are in partnership with other people at the same time. So we're married and work together, but I'm also in partnership with the staff that we work with at Worldview. And I work closely with, uh, for example, Sandra Kuypers, who goes here. She's a single person. And we have a great partnership in running uh, the academic program that we do. And Danny also has partnerships with his faculty as well. So uh, we get to do all of those different partnerships at the same time. Uh, funny story, we were terrible at working together when we got married. Awful. We were both here in ministry and we used to roster each other on different Sundays because we would argue with each other in front of the creative team and it got really awkward. So <laughs> we were so bad at figuring out how to work together on the most simplest of tasks. So we got better and then we would roster each other on together because we worked well. But that was a good 10-year process, I would have to say. I would pay money to watch Danny argue. <laughs> Um, for us, um, we, for partnership in our marriage, look as what um, Paul describes in Ephesians 5.22 and 1 Corinthians. So we read those, we look at those um, together, not separately, because when you go to Ephesians 5, um, it talks about um, the submission and it talks, and in Corinthians, he actually talks about um, how we're supposed to love and we're both under authority um, in that way. So um, for us, uh, for Alicia and I, we, you know, as she submit, she submits, and I, I love and cherish her, uh, and as I'm under authority of God, um, that that partnership works really well because we understand where the where um, uh, I guess the boundaries and parameters in which our, our, our marriage is formed around. So that's for us. That's how it looks. So we've we've taken Ephesians five and First Corinthians seven together to and how that works in our in our marriage. Um, I think we're like a 50-50% partnership. Um, we make decisions together and um, work together. But our relationship, like from people looking from the outside in at the moment, it's very traditional. I'm at home, still on maternity leave. I run a small business from home. Um, so my world can sometimes become quite insular to just our family and the four walls of our house. Um, and I'm trying to bring my introvert self out more and make sure that I get out during the week and see people and um, have that impact. And 
um, input from other people. Um, whereas, and Ben at the moment is the main breadwinner. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I quite, somebody said already, um, where, you know, I think we really consider ourselves a team and a united one. You know, God says that when a uh, man and a woman marry, that they become, the two become one flesh. And um, so, you know, I'm very much into sport, and uh, in a sports team, you have people. Uh, they they be they behave as one. They might be individuals, uh, and they might have different jobs to do and different specialities and different skill sets. Um, but they actually have the same goal, uh, and they all work as if it's one person. Um, and that's how we see our partnership, I suppose, is allowing each other to serve the partnership with the strengths and the gifts that God's given us. Um, whether that looks traditional, sometimes it might look like that, sometimes it might look non-traditional and a bit strange, but uh, we you know, allow each other to serve the partnership in ways that we are created to do so. And, um, Can yeah. I Sorry. I'd just like to speak into Ephesians 5. Um, Tim and my, my marriage uh, look quite different to a traditional kind of marriage in terms of our roles, and how does that play out with Ephesians 5? I think we need to look at that first verse there. It says, submit to one another yes. out of reverence to the Lord. And then it says, wives, submit to your husband. What does that submitting mean in our relationship? Is that I must keep my heart right towards Tim, that I can't have this in my heart towards him. And I need to come to the Lord for that when I have that. And we also need to have lots of conversations. But I need to make sure that my heart is right like that. And if Tim says no to something, and he has in the past, and even no matter how much I want it, I will submit. Um, and then, according to Ephesians 5, he needs to die for me. Yeah. Mm. So I think that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> he does a really good job dying for me daily. And hopefully we don't have, he doesn't have to do that in real life. But um, that is how it <laughs> looks like in our marriage. Hey, Tim, oh, sorry. You that's session. all right. I was just going to say, when you were talking about the, um, the, especially when our boys, when our kids were um, babies, I used to, when we talk about the, the, the role in what we play, when our kids were younger, when uh, we brought them home from the hospital, when they wake up, I will actually do all the night yeah. Um, yeah. sort of side of things, so that Alicia can sleep. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so they'll wake up at night, I'll take, take them to Alicia, she'll feed them, I'll change their nappies and burp them and put them back to bed. So yeah. for a, mom, a moment there, that, that was the role that I played in, in that, in that um, and space. I think that's a great example of um, submitting but dying. Yeah, to, absolutely. Dying to the other. Yeah. I, I'm going to put my own sleep aside yep. so that my wife gets the sleep she needs. Yeah. Um, and that's a, a, a self-sacrifice um, for the benefit of the other. And, yeah, it's really good. Um, a few of us have talked about decision-making, which is very much um, a part of this role process. And one of the questions Ben posed to us is, how does decision-making work? Or how does big decision-making work? And when I was reflecting on that, I realised that big decision-making is made up of really little decision-making. Mm. And I was reflecting on Jesus as we looked at his ministry. So many of the things that he did and said were about really day-to-day -day things. 
he, he talked about the kingdom and uh, those sort of big topics, but he also talked about when to eat and how to serve each other and what to do on the Sabbath and how to give and how to speak well to each other. And I think our experience is that uh, when you get practice at making little decisions well together, when you get to the big decisions, there's a really good foundation Mm. there. Um, The mistakes we've made in decision-making is usually it's me um, scheduling too many things I'm also married to an introvert. He doesn't like going out all the time. So those decision-making things get better. And he spends more money than I do. So <laughs> when, when you get practised at making those day-to-day decisions and sharing each other's values and having conversations about how things are going to go and what they'll look like, all of those things add up and they collect over time, and you build trust. And this is the same with friends, and it's the same with work colleagues. When you build trust on small decision-making and know that you've heard the other person, they've heard you, and maybe they've compromised a little bit each time, when you get to big decisions, it's much easier to make. Hey, um, Tim, what's been the biggest kind of learning from your 20 years of marriage. <laughs> if you can distill it down into uh, a catchphrase or a, a couple of sentences, like, what's the biggest thing you've learned about partnership? Um, yeah, partnership does require a little bit of compromise because you're coming from a worldview that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the same as your spouse or your partner or whoever you're working with. Um, and the humility to uh, allow yourself to bend a bit because, yeah, as I said, uh, Winnie came from a very loud uh, household. I came from a very quiet household. Uh, We've got a very loud household (laughs) now. Um, And, uh, yeah, uh, so, well, one of the things that I learnt being at Winnie's place is that... uh, People in her house do not walk from one side of the house to the other to uh, talk to people. It's, it's shouting. It's so far away. <laughs> so the first word that I learnt in Malaysia was Makai, which is shouted from one house, side of the house to the other, which just means what. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and bring, bringing that into our household... Uh, just became a matter of course because it's so much easier to lie in bed and just shout out to the kids uh, that you're making too much noise rather than getting out of the bed, going down and saying, shush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, what about you, Ollie? Yeah, I think for us, um, it's that fa- family dynamic in the, in the sense that when you have such a large family living under one house, you actually don't have your own it's not your money and their money, it's everyone's money. It's like, you don't have money, you're just like, hey, give me, and so that was something that we had to work out pretty, you know, and we're still working through it, because, you know, I'll have family just called up randomly, hey, can you send X amount of money? And when we first got married, it it used to, I was like, sure, no worries, I'll just send money through and not ask Alicia, and so that created quite, I was like, 
what's wrong with that? They're my family. It's just like they've just called up, they want money. And, and, uh, but over time, we've, I've just learned to, um, you know, understand what that meant. It's just like, because one of the things as well, like in the decision, my strength is, like, I spend a lot of money. I, I'm not good with finance, and that's Alicia. So Alicia budgets everything. Like, every, as soon as our kids were born, in fact, as soon as she knew she was pregnant, she opened bank account for the kids. <laughs> and so she would budget everything, what money goes where, what money. And so when I probably, family calls up and I just send X amount, it's just like, okay, I guess we're done for the fault. <laughs> till you get paid and so that was something that we had to sit down and really talked about and yeah. um, I wouldn't say I'm 100% but I'll say I'm probably about 70-80% better now than what I was when we uh, five yeah. years in our marriage yeah has that been a hard like thing to change and adapt or has that been it, okay it has but it also has given us uh, both Alicia and I the, um, the freedom to be able to give better um, instead of just giving, it's just like we we be able to, um, in some ways, giving allow ourselves to have some financial freedom, be wise in what we give into and what we what we spend money from. Every now and then, I have to say, let's leave a little, Alicia. We can't put everything in savings. We got to leave as well, uh, a little. So that's that's a give and take as well. And we we will sit down and just work out our finances, where things what what money is going where and what we can. So we even, every time we get paid, we actually put a little bit of money away for holiday so that when holiday comes, we can, we have money to, to go from. So that's something that she's really good at and she's taught me to be very good at. Yeah, so the idea of um, humility and yes. compromise and dying to self and uh, submitting to the other is, yep. um, comes through in, in those kinds of decisions and that kind of process, doesn't it? Um, Chantel, uh, oh, sorry, sorry, go to him. Uh, I'd just like to comment that money seems to be the biggest thing for arguments in, yes. the, in a family. <laughs> um, and yeah, as Christy was saying, the small, the small decisions we make with money can go into the big decisions we make with money. Yeah. So totally. yeah, any sort of partnership, you better work out what you're doing with your money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chantel, what's... Um, yeah, the biggest thing that you've learnt uh, in our relationship the last 20 years, basically, since we've been dating. I think um, I learnt that you need time to process things um, and to think things through, and that might mean we have a conversation, but then we'll come back to it, and it might take multiple times of coming back to it before we make a final say on something. Um, and I think that was maybe hard for me. I wouldn't necessarily say I was impulsive, but um, maybe the fact that I need to verbally process things, and maybe that was annoying. I'd keep bringing it up and bringing it up and bringing it up until we'd made that choice. Um, so that's probably one of the biggest things. Yeah. So if you were able to rewind, go back in time, 20-odd uh, years, and have a chat with your 16-year-old self... Um, not a 17-year-old self, um, what would be the biggest nugget of advice? And I'll, I'll ask that of everyone, I think, just to wrap up tonight, but what would be the biggest kind of piece of advice you would give? Um, I think 17-year-old me was very insecure and I didn't know who I was and who I wanted to be and the fact that the world tells you you need to know what your career is and know where you're going in life and I didn't know those things, whereas 
in contrast, you did and very solidly knew where God was sending you. I think it's still actually something I battle with. But I think um, learning to love yourself and learning to know who you are in God, that he cherishes and adores you no matter what, um, I think if I'd learnt that sooner, if I'd done some, like the research I've done now on my personality type and what my Enneagram is, um, if I knew that then, I think that would have done me good over the last 20 years in all areas of my life, um, in my work and with my family and with us. Um, It's interesting, isn't it? Because I would say something very similar to Chantel. Although uh, the growth you do together is really beneficial and learning together. Now, not everyone gets married when they're 20, um, but I think if there's one thing I would value more highly, it's um, my partner's strengths. So rather than focusing on what should change, (laughs) focusing on what I see and what is worth um, encouraging and celebrating. So I spent, no joke, 20 years trying to convince Danny that morning people are just better and more productive (laughs) and he should try his best to become a morning person and not a night person. It's a failed, a doomed project from the start Um, and I gave up about four years ago. Um, (laughs) But rather seeing his uh, creativity and how the night space allowed him to be creative in ways he couldn't do do early in the morning, just as I'm very productive in the morning in ways that he can't be. So identifying areas of strength and celebrating and encouraging those. Oh, man, yeah, 18-year-old self. I I don't know. But what I'll say is that... um, you know, one of the things Alicia, Alicia actually helped me figure out what I, what I wanted to uh, do in, with my life. Because when we first met, I was just like, oh, I don't know, I want to be an actor. I want to be a singer. I want to be all sorts of things. And I remember clearly the first time I met her dad, she, you know, the, the Dutch fathers. Um, you know, the first time I met him, he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. And he goes, you're not marrying my daughter if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> um, but what, over the, because we, we also got married quite young, it's just that we've been able to uh, bring out the best of each other and be able to um, help each other in our strength. Uh, rather than, and we get, yeah, our weaknesses sometimes become a bit of a frustration, but we know that, that uh, but we've helped each other work out what our strengths are and support each other in, in those areas. Um, yeah, so that's what I would say. Um, I would have to agree with everyone. I really uh, emphasise with uh, Danny. Mm. Uh, I think for me it would be be happy with uh, who God has made you. Uh, because you can't compromise on that. It's just going to lead to tears, it'll lead to arguments, um, and there is no way you can be uh, the perfect person for your spouse. There has to be uh, some way that you can be you in the partnership. Um, I want to, not so much like at the beginning of our relationship, I want to rewind it a little bit, maybe my 17-year-old self. At 17 years old, I messed up really bad in my teenage years. And at 17, I came to faith in Jesus. And I, um, and then I started dating Christian boys. <laughs> and um, in 
in that, I, if I could redo it all over again, I would make sure to date better. I was very mean. I was very nasty. Uh, and then also physically what we did together. Um, all those things because it affects our marriage. We're 20 years married and I'm still dealing with some of those stuff and God is still healing some of those stuff. And a Christian ex-boyfriend once said to me when we broke up, when he dumped me, I said, I, I thought you loved me. He said, if I had known you uh, back then, the way I know you now, I would have never have loved you. And that hurt me so bad that when Tim and I got together, two years, the first two years of our marriage, I was pushing him, poor guy. I pushed him and pushed him and pushed him, waiting for him to break to stop loving me because I believed that would come. And I just want to say to all the young people here, maybe you won't get married. Maybe you're dating now, but maybe you're called to a life of singleness. I don't know. But whatever it is, what you do now and how you date now really matters. And our, our intimacy is affected by what I exposed myself to and what I did before we were married. Yes, God forgave me. And God can heal. I want to say God can heal, and he has. He has, and he is still restoring. But I wish, I wish I could tell my younger self, to date better, to be kinder to the boys. I don't know what I've done to them and their marriage, but they certainly have done lots of things to me and my marriage. Sorry, it's a bit heavy. Well, we've gone way over time, so uh, we're going to wrap it up. Um, but um, before we do, uh, we're going to pray. And um, I'd really love it if um, maybe we could each just say a, a one uh, one line prayer or blessing over um, over whatever kind of male female partnership comes to mind. There might be a marriage, there might be marriages in here that you feel led to pray for. Maybe it's a working relationship, uh, or maybe it's a friendship or a family relationship or something else. But I, I think the beauty of what we've talked about, um, especially in the last five minutes or so, is that. Um, these kinds of things apply to any partnership at all. Like knowing ourselves, knowing what we have to bring to the the partnership, um, being humble, um, being willing to make compromises on some things, but also not to compromise on on who God's called us and asked us to be, um, and and doing life together and not having to have it all sorted out before <laughs> we have a partnership. Um, but being willing to partner together in the journey as well and kind of um, support each other as we work it out together. All that stuff can be a working relationship or a friendship or a, a mentor-mentee relationship or, um, or a marriage. Um, so uh, encourage everyone. Hopefully this has been encouraging for you and, and um, helpful and a step in the, in the right direction. Um, but yeah, we're going to pray. Uh, I don't know how this is going to work out, so <laughs> we're just going to pray. Um, maybe we start with Chantel <clears throat> so that she doesn't have to come up with a fifth different one. Um, and we'll go that way, and then I'll finish. Is that all right? Awesome. 
God, I just want to thank you for partnerships and relationships that you bring to our lives. But I particularly just want to thank you for sibling relationships, the brother and sister bond. It is strong, God, and it perseveres. Um, and I just, through the changing seasons of that partnership of brothers and sisters, I pray that you are with the people in this room and online, um, that you show up and that you show them your touch in those relationships and your kindness and your gentleness. Lord, I'm aware that there's many people in this room who are currently or recently receiving or recovering from broken relationships. And Lord, that's a part of our world too. And I want to ask that you would be healing, restoring, redeeming, whether those relationships are restored or if they're now in the past. Lord Jesus, would you come and would you heal? Would you mend and would you restore hearts, I pray. Amen. Father, thank you that when you came, you were so um, obedient to what what you've been called to hear. Lord, I pray that as we look at the example of how you were so obedient to your father as, as you submit to the call that you you gave to him lord i pray that each and every one of us um husband and wives uh, boyfriends girlfriends wherever brothers and sisters the lord we will so honestly submit to one another in love and in in respect and in honor for one another because there is a world out there looking for um a way to live out a relationship that is honoring and that is that is god enriching and so father anyone here tonight i pray that who is uh, perhaps um uh, looking for that lord i pray that through the power of your holy spirit as they continue to um as they call on you as they seek seek you lord you will meet them right right there and show them and and lead them in the way that they can serve each other in jesus name and lord we pray that uh yeah partnerships marriages whatever way that people are getting together that they'll grow to be more than just two people working or living together but it will also be uh you working through them father Father, we also pray for them to shine, that it will be an example to the people outside the church and that they will be able to see uh, relationships that work because there are so many broken relationships out there. Thank you, Lord. Father, I want to pray for everyone who um, have been hurt and have hurt others in relationships. I thank you, Lord, that you forgive. I thank you, Lord, that you restore. I pray that you help us to learn to be kind to our friends, to the guys and the girls that we're interested in, to boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, workmates, that you teach us, you help us to be kind, knowing that what we do and what we say will affect their today and will affect their future. And Father, I pray that Um, that nobody carries condemnation with them because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But we know that when we come to you, there is always hope. There is always healing. There is always restoration. Thank you, Lord. Help us be kind. Yeah, Lord, and I I want to pray for all those um, partnerships in life that we have in our workplace or school or, um, or friendship circles, 
uh, Lord, would you just continue to reveal to each of us how to be better? <laughs> Lord, not, not because of anything selfish, but we, uh, Lord, we want to be a better person for the other and uh, for the sake of those partnerships. Lord, uh, I want to pray for um, partnerships in work that have been challenging, uh, maybe because of the different dynamics between men and women and and that sort of thing, or, or past hurt, or history, or... Lord, would you bring healing tonight? Lord, would you bring healing to, to partnerships, maybe uh, at school, which have been really difficult? Lord, I sense that there's a few in this room and watching online who uh, have been hurt and have, uh, who are struggling right now with um, what it looks like to be a friend to someone who... Uh, has not been a friend to them. And uh, Lord, would you just bring wisdom? Would you bring your peace? Um, would you bring your, just your Holy Spirit into that partnership? Um, Lord, start with us. Start teaching us how to be better partners. Uh, and then in, in turn, would that flow out into others? And uh, Lord, would we be an incredible uh, witness for you? Um, because of the partnerships and the relationships that we, we can create that are so strong and healthy and who honour and, um, and who lift the other up. So Lord, bring healing, bring wholeness and uh, bring wisdom in all of our partnerships and relationships. And uh, Lord, we just want to give you all the glory uh, for what you have done and what you're continuing to do in our lives and in our community. We pray. Amen. Amen. Can you thank our um, people tonight? And I invite Bronte and the girls up to lead us in a more worship. Why don't we stand as we um, continue to sing tonight?